Hello and welcome to the Digital Insight, the technology, procurement and supply chain podcast that delivers valuable C-level perspective into the core issues surrounding business transformation and digital disruption. Each episode will bring you the most inspiring executive insights from those who are leading transformation strategies within the world's biggest and best-known companies. The Digital Insight. Disrupt. Transform. Avon. the official podcast series for CPO Strategy and Interface Magazines. In today's episode, we travel down to Canary Wharf in London to speak with Jonathan Sims, Group Procurement Officer at RNG UK and Ireland. In this episode, Sims discusses the utility's massive procurement transformation. Okay, so Jonathan Sims, uh, Chief Procurement Officer for the UK and Ireland business for NG. Uh, NG in the UK turns over about 3.6 billion with 17,000 staff. And globally, we're active in 70 countries uh, with a turnover of around 60 billion and 170,000 people. So my role uh, within the UK is responsible for all procurement. We have a team of around uh, 60 within the UK uh, and we're split across five operating divisions. So it's managing uh, all aspects of uh, procurement of goods and services where we spend about a billion pounds uh, annually. Okay, so I'm uh, probably one of those rare characters that isn't a, a procurement guy through and through. So I came into procurement a little bit later on in my career, probably only been in procurement for about eight or nine years now. So I'm a a commercial surveyor by background, Uh, so a development surveyor, uh, where I worked in that field for about 10 years before moving into uh, mechanical and electrical engineering in a work-winning role, uh, which I developed in for about three years before moving into strategic business projects for a further three years. One of those change programmes was around procurement, Uh, And then that was kind of a springboard really for a number of um, increasingly senior procurement roles until obviously I took on this role at NG. As a function I think um, it lends itself to a lot of transferable skills. So uh, as a a team, even through to our group CPO, is also an individual that had a very kind of transversal route into that role. So through a number of HR roles, into business change, into procurement. So I think... The skill set, the generalist skill set, lends itself to procurement, and I think, along you know, as long as you have kind of that business acumen um, and the affinity with people and, and, and suppliers, it's a, it's, a, it's a great function to work, and, and yeah, the ability to make that kind of fiscal impact on a business, and also uh, to have that um, breadth of reach across people, uh, appealed to me significantly. Uh, so, a great group of people that we've managed to retain and, and develop, uh, but uh, the way procurement was positioned within the organisation probably wasn't correct Um, and from an engagement perspective we found that our people weren't as engaged as other central services so initially um, getting a plan for the people and and getting some clear succession for the next two or three years in terms of where they're going as individuals and how we can get them to that next level was really key and also driving performance uh, was particularly important and and, and launching a strategy with the business where the key stakeholders had had contributed to that and very much felt part of that which is which is what where the focus has been. So I think retaining uh, key talent has been um, one of the most important challenges for us. We did have a a higher than um, desired um, attrition rate in staff um, Located obviously in the predominantly central London location, it's a very buoyant uh, market for senior procurement individuals at the moment. So, um, creating that clear pathway where people could see the next three years of their working life at NG and, and, and incremental milestones of development linked to reward was was really fundamental. And I think once we've got that stability in the team, we could then start to really plan about how we took things forward. 
when I joined the business, the, the primary focus in the first few weeks was a lot of uh, stakeholder engagement um, with the, the divisional uh, chief operating officers, the commercial directors, the key stakeholders within finance. Uh, and anecdotally, I um, definitely picked up the message that they felt a little bit remote from previous procurement strategies within the organisation. So the way that we uh, arrived at the strategy was very much um, building that as a, as, a, as a kind of a transversal cross-functional team. And we had non-procurement execs as sponsors for each of our uh, strands of our strategy and I think that really helped us get traction and really helped us get under the skin of what the, the key stakeholders wanted in the business. So we were fortunate that functionally we had very very senior sponsorship from the CEO of the UK and Ireland business and again that really helped us uh, kind of drive that message through the wider business. For strategically as a business we've, we've changed our organisational purpose probably over the last six to nine months and we really are at the forefront of leading the zero carbon transition. And from a procurement perspective, that creates some new challenges. Um, it creates some challenges in terms of the types of suppliers and subcontractors we should be working with, um, how we engage with them, and what solutions we kind of co-create together. It's put challenges, as I mentioned, in terms of what we're doing with our people, how we're retaining them, and particularly how we're mapping their skills for is a changing marketplace in zero carbon, whereas procurement professionals, it's a different set of metrics in terms of how we're looking at success. Um, it's put particular focus on what we're doing with responsible procurement um, and, and, and with innovation. So we currently have a £4 million innovation fund in the UK where we're actively looking to invest uh, in organisations to, to, to drive new solutions. And that's something that's very, very new for us that our innovation director is driving forward. Um, and it's also put um, changes in terms of our overarching systems and processes. So we're investing very, very heavily at the minute in a new ERP system under Project Mercury um, to, to drive a smarter way of buying. So Project Mercury is a, a, a completely new ERP system uh, that we're developing jointly with Capgemini, who are our partners in that space. And this will effectively change the way that we do business as NG. And as a, as a business that's uh, a product of lots of acquisitions, as I'm sure you can imagine, we had some discrete operating systems that was quite manual to, to obtain one version of the truth. And that's a, a, effectively what uh, Mercury will give us, will become a truly data-driven business. Um, with data driving you know, the, the right decisions for the business and, 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 and more robust procurement decisions based on science really. I also take the solutions director role for the P2P piece of Mercury so having uh, procurement stakeholders really embedded in that process positions procurement differently within the organisation and enables us to really shape that process rather than it happen, happen to us effectively and we inherit some systems and processes and thinking that and it wasn't necessarily how we would want to shape that. So I think the most important um, uh, method has been through the competency matrix we've mapped all of our procurement people to one of the seven strands of the strategy. So through one, going, working through uh, 70 different competencies we've understood how best placed that particular individual is to support a particular, brand, a particular aspect of the strategy, be it innovation or responsibility or supply chain consolidation. So they all have, all members of the team have objectives set specifically to a strand of the strategy. And then from an overarching perspective, as I said, we have an executive director that's non-procurement that leads in a particular area, as well as one member of the procurement SLT that mirrors that individual with the strategy. So to some extent, it's really well cascaded through the business. Uh, and I think that's helped. And we've had some key conferences along the way with the procurement community to kind of share how we're launching the strategy, what it means for them, and how we're looking to evolve that over the next 12 months. 
think you know the first the first few months were, were were particularly crucial around that because there was a lot of change in a very very short period of time change at personnel at a senior level within the procurement function and I think there was definitely an aspect of winning hearts and minds but moving very quickly through um, what we were what we said we'd do through into into tangible action and people going through that competency matrix and getting some tangible outcomes for them as individuals and then that manifesting itself in individual training plans um, incremental steps and people actually seeing that they were being rewarded for delivery I think helped to build that positive messaging and I think the um, the sponsorship we've had from the exec level and how that's repositioned procurement has been particularly um, useful. So I don't think procurement had that profile within the business previously, and that's been really, really helpful. The way we moved things forward last year was very, very people-driven, one target, one team. Um, we we over-exceeded our uh, savings target last year. People centrally didn't have an individual savings target. We delivered that collectively through initiatives, so people understood what we were going after, but they didn't necessarily feel the personal burden of having a number over their heads. Um, and I think that drove a different mindset, a different culture, and ultimately we've, we've been better for that. Uh, and I think it's demonstrating to the business that we're more than just a, a savings department. Um, there's a lot of intellect within that team, a lot of ability, a lot of ability to add far greater value to commercial, to finance, to operations, and we're definitely on that journey to, to kind of emphasise that. I think our partnerships with a, a number of organisations have really helped that. So externally. Um, we've got a strategic partnership with Ecovardis, and they're really uh, supporting our responsible business development initiative within the UK, which is where we're working at uh, forming a strategic alliance with more than a thousand organisations um, to set up effectively a community investment fund, where we're going to invest quite heavily in the communities within which we serve. Um, Personal development is hugely important. We've got a number of the uh, senior procurement community that are on various different um, development programs from, from MBAs through to mentoring. Um, and the connection with our group procurement uh, GPDs or group procurement directors is also hugely important. So I sit on the European Procurement uh, Committee, which again gives me uh, quite a broad um, Cross BU perspective of best practice outside of the UK, and that's that's hugely refreshing, and it's good to bring that best practice back in. Uh, and we have regular networking opportunities as CPOs. So, um, with the CPO of the Netherlands, we're working quite closely at the minute on, around what we're doing with our major suppliers, what we're doing with our supply chain, and what we're doing with our people, and opportunities to second talent into each other's businesses, and kind of that helps to keep things fresh and uh, and, and, and and us to, to stay innovative. Uh, and I also think feedback from clients is hugely important. You know, the, the zero carbon transition is a different set of challenges for procurement, and it's a, it's a more intelligent client, it's a more demanding client, and it, it typically isn't a cheaper solution. So that again is, is, is making us evolve and think about the, the services we provide. I think, you know, sound bites at the executive level are always hugely important, and, and some of the positive um, feedback I've had in terms of the changing perception of procurement. Um, the value it's adding uh, above and beyond just savings which are almost a given um, that for me is is, is, is hugely um, insightful into the, 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 the kind of the barometer of procurement I think it's the um, how engaged the, the procurement team are now in cross-functional initiatives, working with the responsible business team in particular, working with the innovation team, and, and being identified as stakeholders that can had, add a lot of additional value to that is another um, line in the sand for me that we're making a positive change. And I think it's the recognition we've had at a group level in terms of um, 
uh, from, from a supply chain perspective, um, best practice being deployed in other business units through relationships we've developed and, and, and nurtured in the, in the UK gives me a, gives me a warm feeling. Um, and I think it's the uptake we've had in other BUs with some of our initiatives, particularly around the competency uh, matrix, which has been successfully deployed now in Mexico and in our Dubai business. So we're, 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 we're driving initiatives in the UK that are having kind of global relevance and recognition, which, which, is, which is a great thing. So we're, we're, we've got our three-year strategy in place now, which is rethinking procurement, which is our 2022 strategy. We've got seven key themes in there. So the major focus for me is around our supplier of choice strategy so that's ensuring that we've got the right relationships with the right suppliers in the right place um, to really make a difference for our clients that we're engaging suppliers in a mature way um, we need to stay at the forefront of innovation and our clients are demanding much more than just a compliant price we really need to be demonstrating over the, the duration of a contract how we're going to fundamentally change our, our model and, and deliver a better result for them responsible procurement remains at the heart of everything we do um, making sure that we're driving modern slavery out of our supply chain, we're mitigating any risks of counterfeit product or child labour and we're working with responsible organisations. So our, our ongoing relationship with EcoVardis is fundamental. Um, our Mercury Change programme will, will, will be really, really pivotal in this year to ch start to change the way that we buy uh, and enable us to make better decisions. And I think the competency matrix that we rolled out last year has created some real expectation in our people. So as, as, a, as a senior leadership team and as managers, we've got a lot to deliver on over the next 12 months to make sure people really feel that uh, those commitments we made last year are being borne out in their development. And that's, uh, that's, a, that's a real pressure. I mean, th th they're a great, a great group of, uh, of individuals and I think it's probably one of the strongest procurement teams I've ever worked with. Um, the, the, the level we came from at the start of last year was fairly low compared to other central services teams within NG in terms of engagement. We were about 16% less than other um, central services teams and we made a huge um, step forward in that um, engagement score last year. So this is something that happens in every single NGBU. It's very, very important for the, uh, for the wider business. Um, we made a 16% improvement in one year, which was a, a, a huge step. And I think um, you can see that in the way that the, the team present themselves, that they, they're enthused, they're engaged, they're all very ambitious, they, they see where they're going within NG. We've got people being seconded into other business units and I think that's really starting to create a positive mes message. And we over-delivered on our savings target last year, which again shows that we're backing that up with, with business results. It's not just people at the, uh, at the expense of the, the, the fiscal perf performance, which is, which is for me the, the, the given really. For me, um, having that succession plan within the business is fundamentally important. Um, I think for a number of key roles when I joined about 15 months ago, we didn't think we had the right succession within the business and we've changed that fundamentally. So at all levels, myself included, we've got a clear line of sight for who the next person is in our bus business that's going to be taking that, that next role and that's something we've looked to drive across the wider group business. So where we have a, a head of opportunity or a senior leadership role within procurement and another business unit, we're having some very mature conversations now about who that should be and it's based on a robust competency and some really um, clear assessments rather than kind of anecdotal I think you think uh, type conversations which is which is again if, if I think about my early career that was hugely important to me because I didn't see my role within the business you tend to go and find it outside.
Uh, my particular focus has been around people and I think the business has, has been mature enough to give me the space to develop that and the confidence that that will deliver the financial results that um, that is demanded. Um, so, but for me, being uh, very, very people-centric, um, recognising that procurement is a service function and we, 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 we are uh, a support function to the to the operating businesses they hold the PL and, and make the money and we need to support them and I think it's understanding your your, your place within that dynamic um, being very very considered I think is also important there's a constant range of pressures and if you were very reactive in nature you could easily be embroiled in lots of tactical activity so it's trying to keep that longer term view um, and I think uh, you know having that uh, desire to continually keep moving the function forward is is another key quality for me that we never kind of stop in what we're doing. We're always looking for that next iteration in how we how we improve. One of the biggest changes last year was around the one team one goal, and I think we talked about that a little earlier. But this was trying to break away from uh, people feeling constrained and restricted by kind of a huge individual savings target or a significant individual savings target and we broke that down into look here's a set of initiatives that we're going to go after as a team we, we, we attack that as a team we deploy the individuals that the best place best placed and, 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 and most appropriate individual leads in a certain area but we deliver that target collectively uh, and success or failure effectively is determined by that rather than one individual feeling they're, they're exceeding and another individual with a different set of addressable spend or a diff more complicated set of dynamics feeling, uh, feeling you know, unable to make the same level of contribution. Uh, and again, the first time in a number of years that we exceeded our savings target. So that, that said to me that was the right approach and, and, we're, and we're keeping our kind of foot down on that approach this year. Um, and I think hopefully in the, the way the guys have spoke to you that, that, that they're more engaged in that, in that method of working and feeling that they're kind of contributing their talents more effectively and more appropriately. But it takes a lot of maturity to do that. Um, other stakeholders potentially can feel that, uh, that there isn't the same level of accountability perhaps if you don't have a number apportioned to a particular individual. So we've you know, been quite effective in working through that, but it is a, has been a challenge. Thank you for listening to the Digital Insight Podcast in association with the Interface.net and CPOStrategy.com. The Digital Insight is brought to you by B2E Media Limited. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review. And don't forget to check out our podcast archive at www.b2e-media.com forward slash the digital insight.